Damien Kybert will be with us in studio shortly. Uh, we'll be discussing some of the current problems in the EU as well as the pension shortfall here at home. Aer Lingus bringing that very much into sharp focus in recent days. But it's the time of the week where we're joined in studio by our money doctor, John Lowe of moneydoctor.ie and the author of the best-selling Money Doctor Finance Annual. You must be getting ready for the new one, John, but there's very little <laughs> you can do ahead of the budget, I suspect, isn't there? No, I'm, I, and in fact, that's going to... I'm, I'm being given 24 hours, would you believe, by my publishers to turn around... Uh, for that section alone, which means they're going to be up all night, basically, because uh, I think there's going to be an awful lot in this next budget. You know, three and a half billion to find. It's not easy. Uh, so, yes, it, it comes out around about the 17th. And uh, so I'm looking forward to this. The eighth annual, believe it or not. Can't believe it's eight, eight years. Eight years. Wow. Um, 53106, if you want to get a question in on personal finance to John, lunchtime at newstalk.ie. There are many to get through, but just one or two quick points before we start off. This uh, this advice that has been given to consumers about leaving their credit card at home when they're doing the Christmas shopping. Mm. We were talking about self-discipline earlier on when it comes to the food going into your mouth, but the wallet coming out of your pants is probably equally important <laughs> when it comes to self-discipline. Absolutely, Jonathan. I mean, it's, it's good advice as well, I might add, by the National Consumer Agency, and they've given a string of, of tips uh, uh, you know not to do with your credit card but it really it comes back to a sensible approach if you're going to exceed your budget you, we all should have a budget for Christmas you know if you're going to spend presents on family on friends and even your staff and even your favourite broadcaster Jonathan uh, you, you might you know do a budget first and, and, and work out how much are you going to uh, you know spend and if you're going to exceed it the first thing you've got to then do is find out where's that extra money coming from because you know we, we spend about two billion in, in the, at Christmas on credit cards and unfortunately Jonathan in January one billion is left on those cards which means that you know if, if those people just pay that minimum balance every month uh, it means it's going to take them 20 years to clear the, clear the bill. Mm, it's 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 not a good idea. It's I mean, not a good you idea. Bring the credit card. What you might do is you might have a budget of X, and then you see something you you can't afford but you want, and you put it on the credit card, thinking it's on the never never. But I know. It, and this is the problem. Much. You know, you've really got to think because you've got to ask yourself, you know, that this debt has to be repaid at some stage. Where is that money coming from if you're going to repay? If you have, uh, you know, additional income coming in, say, in the new year, that's fine. Yeah, th- then you, you, you might be able to justify it. But outside of that, you know, le- leave the credit card at home. Yeah. Um, an email from Paul. He says, Hello, Money Doctor. I have been reluctant to set up a pension for different reasons. In recent years, I suppose it was the property crash and stories for people's pensions collapsing. Would you recommend that I set up a pension now and would a PRSA be the best option? Uh, Paul is 44 years old. He's uh, self-employed and he's earning between 40 and 50 grand a year. Well, yes, Paul. Uh, only recently, actually, I wrote in the Sunday Business Post about the, the good news of pensions. Uh, and in fact, you know, once you have a tax liability on your income um, and you're interested in supplementing the state pension. I'm sure, Jonathan, you're aware of what the state pension is, 230 euros, 30 cents. And bear in mind, by the way, in 2010, for every person who retired, there were six workers. By the year 2051, there'll only be two. So we're, we're on a time bomb. And the third aspect then really is basically, can you afford it? So at your age, Paul, you're entitled to invest up to 25% of your net relevant earnings. So that's over a thousand euro a month. And of course, you have to do your budget uh, to make sure that you can actually afford to pay a thousand euro, even though if you're on the top rate of tax, uh, you'd be probably paying, uh, you know, only 590 of that thousand. So it is worth it because, again, if you even look at 20% uh, uh, tax on that thousand, 
and so it's costing you 800. Um, that 200 euro, in, in other words, is your making on it. So in other words, that fund has to drop by 20% before you actually start losing money. And that's the beauty of a pension scheme. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of complicated, Paul, but I would say go and speak to a, an experienced professional uh, and get advice there because the PSA is actually is probably the, the most uh, adequate and most uh, practical um, kind of vehicle to actually get a pension. And it's portable. It's the cheapest route as well because the annual management charge is 1%. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 I have a PRSA. I, yeah. it, it, I, I pay into it. It took me long enough to get it up and running, but it <laughs> yeah. is pretty straightforward. It's straightforward. It's a good thing to have. Yeah, the one thing I would say, that once you start the PSA, don't ignore it. Every year, sit down with your uh, professional advisor and make sure he, he or she tells you precisely how that fund has done in the previous year because it's important to know where your fund is, what it's doing, and has it actually made money in the previous year. Mm. Next one uh, is from a listener who says, I lost my job this week. We got our interest increase yesterday. I can't afford the mortgage, so we're moving back to my mother's with our baby. We're going to rent out the apartment to cover the difference. The difference is, I'm sorry, they're going to cover the difference, which is about €650 a month. Our complex is a dump. It was never finished properly. We're considering just bailing out of the country because my wife is Brazilian. And we don't see the point in living in existence based solely on this debt. We even have to pay the second home tax, even though we only have the one home that we can't afford to live in. Mm. We understand moral hazard, says this listener. We bought within our means, we live within our means, but it's not our fault that the bankers ruined our country and took away our ability to live an average life. The question from this listener is, what are the financial implications of just bailing out and never coming back? Gosh, isn't that a really, really sad uh, text, Jonathan, or or email? You know, I'm really, really sorry to hear this. You know, the the person, the texter makes a compelling argument to leave, but before you jump ship, just try this. You may want to come back and live here again. Uh, You may want to borrow again as well at that point. So the first thing I would do is uh, contact the lender, explain your situation. You know, communication is key in all of this, uh, uh, Jonathan. They they will send out a thing called a standard financial statement, or or you can email me for one, uh, and, and and this is basically setting out the, the, the format of your situation. You complete, you send in the corroborative do- documents as well. You then ask immediately for a payment holiday for three months. Payment holiday, by the way, means a complete break from all interest and capital so that you can actually concentrate and find a number of employment. Because in this person's case, that is actually the key, employment. And if after three months you still haven't got a job, I would actually look for an extension of that rather than just, you know, jump ship, as I say. If you found mm. employment, now seek interest only facility for 12 months while you regroup. That's going to be really key as well. And, and all the banks, we, I think we mentioned Bank of Ireland this morning where they have, have done a huge number of restructuring. And I do worry about the restructuring because it means that they're just paying interest only, Jonathan. And that but capital there's, there's, Hang on, the banks are telling us they're dealing with this situation. But they, look, banks are they're, they're using... Uh, uh, double speak here in many ways. So yeah. w- when they say they're dealing with the situation, to whose satisfaction are they dealing with it? Yeah, yeah it's a good point. But, you know, in terms of, you know, um, applying interest only for instance loans um, Jonathan I mean what they're doing is uh, actually they're kicking that can down the road but they're saying that the arrears are slowing in my view they're not we've got 11% of the 780,000 mortgages in arrears but we've got 22% um, who are also included in the restructuring and I'm quite sure those people uh, if they hadn't restructured they would be up there in the arrears as well but getting back to to this uh, poor uh, gentleman and his family um, you know if he's found employment to say I would look for a further 
interest-only facility just to try and get back on your feet. And then I would action the Residents Association or your local TD or minister to rectify your development and make it livable because that's a disgrace as well that uh, whoever the, the, the builder is that they have left that in such a, a situation. Yeah. And there that's are other tax uncommon. complications moving out apart from the internal ones uh, like moving in with your mum. <laughs> anyway, I wish this tax had the best of luck. It's a really sad case. And I'm, it's, I, it's very sad. It's, it's one of the, the most poignant we've actually gotten on this lot in a while. John, I'm going to get the details of that listener. I'm going to pass them on to you. You, okay. might, you might just I'd be give delighted. them an email and, and give them some it. advice there yeah. because he's in, a, he's in a sticky wicket. Yeah. Uh, next is uh, from Jerry who says, I've 80,000 to invest in a low risk. Can I have your suggestions, please? So 80,000 euros <laughs> burning a hole in his pocket. Okay, well, again, we have the kind of same situation where, you know, what's his background? Is he family? Is he single? Is he aged? Uh, is he a young fella? Uh, or is he, a, uh, and I presume Jerry is, is a male as opposed to female. Um, but it, the main thing here is that if he's talking about low risk, you, you're really talking in terms of cash deposits um, because obviously if you want to go into anything else, including art or alternative investments or the stock market, that's a little bit more risk um, involved. So, I mean, uh, in terms of, of where the low risk is, I, I would think, you know, you're looking at maybe the state savings if you're talking medium to, to kind of longer term. So the three-year bond, uh, Jonathan, is 10% tax-free equivalent to 4.61. Actually, even today, I just, uh, I have it here somewhere, uh, I, I got a list of the uh, deposit rates now and they've all remarkably come down incredibly. I mean, you're looking at, for instance, the best uh, 12-month fix, Jonathan, is 3.3%. Uh, you know, uh, about a week ago it was 375 That was also bank. KBC are now the best three, uh, 12-month fix. Now, you compare that to the 4.61 that state savings and uh, the, you know, the savings bonds are now giving, which is equivalent to 4.61, as I say, that 10% tax free. So, um, you know, while these rates are dropping, those state savings are actually looking quite attractive. Okay, Jerry. hopefully that answers your question. And uh, just one more, John. Um, what happens to TSB shares that a listener bought in the 80s as security for her, um, his grandchildren and pension? I, I dread the answer to this. What has happened to the TSB <laughs> Well, you know, I totally agree, but, but little, unfortunately, Jonathan, can be done because the milk is spilled, the horse is bolted. Um, the permanent TSB at one stage had lent out 40 billion in the height of the market and they only had taken in uh, 12 billion on, on deposit. So their ratio, uh, which is supposed to be 1.25, was actually 3.1 um, but the people who now own uh, uh, the, the taxpayer owns a permanent TSB and whether they ever go public again is irrelevant your shares are sadly gone so, um, that, so there's no, maybe perhaps the moment, you should have you, sold you, in the you, early 90s you, yeah well you have paper effectively that says you have shares but those shares are, are, are valueless worthless. at the moment they are worthless and if they're, they're ever to be of value again, the bank would have to be put back on an even keel yeah. and, and put back into private ownership. And, and we don't see and then that you buy them. And yet. then you buy them back. You know, this is the p- sad part because, uh, you know, once it's been taken over by the state, then the state is, is the owner of those, uh, of those shares. So you, so you actually don't even have the paper? You don't even have the paper. No. You have okay, it. You could, well, you could frame it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think yeah, you could frame it and possibly throw darts at it. OK, um, sorry, listener, that that's not the answer you were hoping for, I suspect. Uh, John Lowe of moneydoctor.ie, uh, the Money Doctor annual out after the budget. We're planning for the budget, John. Looking forward to talking to you Pleasure about that always, in, in the run-up and afterwards as well, and columnist with the Sunday Business Post. Thanks for that, John. Uh, if you want to listen back to that conversation, you can do so on newstalk.ie or go to the podcast, uh, which is available via iTunes. Lots still to come. Damien Kybert up next talking about the problems in Greece and Spain and the problem we were mentioning pensions earlier on but there's a there's a bigger problem with some pension pots let's talk about that in just a minute